Hey, Chismosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheese My Queens. The Cheese My Queens. <laughs> How's it going, weirdos? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheese My Queens. If you don't know what Cheese is, it just means gossip. We have the gossip, we have the tea about Married at First Sight. If you have any cheese go ahead and send it our way. You can find us on social media on Instagram. We are Cheese McQueen's Podcast. And on Twitter, we are the Cheese McQueen's. All right, Igby, what do you got? What's the tea? Let's see here. It's been kind of dry. Not a whole lot is happening right now um, as far as gossip goes. We can send a congratulations to our soul survivors from last <laughs> season in Boston. Can you believe it? Katina and Olajuwon made it to their first anniversary. Who would have thunk? That's who we would be saying that about. Not me at all. Me either, because baby, I did not want that to last. (laughs) And it looks like they're just cool. What is it? Not cool as clams. Happy as clams. Cool in the game? No. (laughs) What's that? old person so yeah they made it as of the end of july they made it a whole revolution in the solar system well congratulations if you're happy i'm happy i don't like them but she loves them so (laughs) at least they don't have a baby you can still run (laughs) um Chris from our Boston season as well shared some interesting story time posts on his social media this week. Uh, He shared that he almost wasn't on the show because he uh, was having passport issues. So he had to renew his passport in order for them to go on the honeymoon, but his was expired at the time. And it was almost a week before the wedding and he still hadn't received his new passport. So production was telling him that if he couldn't secure that, he could not be on the show and they were going to have to bring somebody else in. He got his passport just two days before the wedding, only for them to go to Puerto Rico, which is a U.S. territory. So you don't need a passport. (laughs) I know. That's so messed up. (laughs) I'm like, didn't production know that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think that's interesting, too, that they have these like backup people that are just ready to go in case their first first bench doesn't make it yeah Uh, like okay so that really really does tell me that they're not hand selected for anything but drama probably like these people aren't compatible for nothing probably better off (laughs) right a lot of drama well he Uh, probably has more followers now and sells more houses so it's all good that's true uh he is trying to sell his wedding ring uh he put up a poll asking if he should sell his ring uh, for charity. Uh, Mm. And it was like a resounding yes. So he's trying to figure that all out, the logistics to get that up and running. So if you want to buy Chris's wedding ring for some reason, um, other than supporting a good cause, whatever he picks, which he seems pretty, um, you know, aware. So I think he'll pick something worth donating to, not Alyssa's talk rescue. (laughs) That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, he also shared uh, somebody, he did uh, ask me anything in his stories as mm-hmm. well. And somebody was asking him how nerve wracking it was to be on TV. He says from the time he first found out that he, it was a potential contestant to the time he left the show, 
he lost 20 pounds from pure anxiety. Oh my gosh. So yeah, he said he was super stressed during the whole <laughs> process. Uh, he also revealed that Mark was his first date. <laughs> like before everything got started, they had a production day and I guess Mark was there and they had lunch together. So that was his <laughs> official Married at First Sight first date. He oh also shared God. that um, during the weddings, his hotel room was right over the courtyard where they held the weddings. So he actually got to see Jasmina and Michael's wedding. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So he had some little tidbits to share. And I was like, okay, I see you. Um, I know we talked about Johnny last week uh, and saying that it got out on Reddit that he was potentially dating a new woman. Well, it looks like they are Instagram official now. He's been posting her the last couple of days. So I guess if you're curious, you can take a look on his page. Mm, whatever. Congrats. I guess. Sure. <laughs> But I thought it was interesting that in the same breath, he's posting Mirlust. <laughs> like yeah. they were just in Versailles together. She is all over his Instagram, like posts, not stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's also in his stories, but she's like on his posts that are there forever. So. But we know she's still rocking with her mans. I know she posted something this week where like, it was like when your man is into gaming so you pretend to play too and they're like playing playstation or some shit I'm like okay oh, girl hard stop pass. with these like mystery posts like no one cares <laughs> but you pass. um did i have anything else i think that might be it for your girl okay i have a few tidbits as well all right this one's weird Kristen's mom follows mitch on instagram but that could just be a case of she old and can't unfollow <laughs> or they're together and they love each other and it's forever but i'm gonna go with she old and forgot that she follows him and he probably doesn't post mitch is gonna be Kristen's stepdad <laughs> gross oh man next i have gil who was everybody's favorite on the houston season except for us and um all the ladies loved him I was going to say who. <laughs> <laughs> I saw right through that. And sure enough, as you know, a few months after, he's all over Instagram selling his soul and whatnot. But now you can travel with Gil if you want to. He's having a travel with me in Playa del Carmen in a secret adults only resort. So you can go to Playa del Carmen and hang out with Gil. For the price of $1,188.22. Very specific. I wish I would. And it's not that kind of adults only resort. <laughs> I just think that's weird. I ain't spending that kind of cash to hang out with a guy I don't know. I don't understand why these people do. Like, who goes on these? I just don't think he's that likable. I haven't seen one successfully pulled off to see, like, what the actual like what the audience is or who they're pulling yeah what the experience is yeah because we know miles and karen had theirs canceled and it's not rescheduled till new year's mm -hmm. dr viviana's isn't until october i think because mm -hmm. i remember joking and be like oh let's go for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> now i do i do think that dr viviana's is probably 
more of substance because she is a psychologist and therapist and people who have maybe are experienced troubles in their marriage are going to a workshop and stuff like that. That one right. seems like actual legit. educational content. Yes. But what these the other fuck people... is Gil going to do? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Like Walk around right? and not talk to me. And I, I know his DMs were like up the wazoo. He was, they were full. Right. But do, do they really think he's, gonna go like is this is his show now like he's gonna pick his wife from this bunch like weird it's just weird he's a wife for the night <laughs> what happens on vacation stays on vacation <laughs> but that's the thing these women probably think that they're the next mrs gill measy oh i'm sure they're gonna be throwing it at him oh yeah for sure which but- is too like why would you even want to put yourself in that situation it's too much liability right especially if he's gonna pick one each night <laughs> stay strapped up my boy mm-hmm. um since we said happy birthday to johnny i guess we're gonna say happy birthday to ryan from houston cowboy ryan it was his birthday this week um to celebrate i guess a viewer decided to dm him all her criticisms because she just recently finished his season and thought it would be cool to send him like one, two, three, four DMs just saying that he's superficial and a terrible person. He needs to go to therapy. Um, He's not as attractive as he thinks he is. Your character reminds her of a wet diaper. Um, Just really kind of mean stuff. And Ryan responded, I hi suggest that you use your time more productively and not message strangers that you know absolutely nothing about. Stories about who you think they are based on, you see it on TV. So we have very different realities, clearly. Congrats on you and your husband. I guess she threw in that she knows what she's talking about because she's married. But please refrain from trying to tear people's character down via social media. And then... He screenshotted all of this and posted it on social media with her name and said, as a wise woman from Boston said, out that B. Think before you send. The end. I don't get it. I don't get the whole concept of one, DMing people you don't know. Two, DMing quote unquote celebrities. Like there's absolutely (laughs) no way I would DM like, I don't know, anybody. I wouldn't DM anybody from a TV show or a musician I liked or who the fuck cares? They're not looking at that shit on this <laughs> level. Yes. Cause they don't have anything better to do, but still <laughs> like you think they're going to respond or your message is going to stick out and be special. Like, I don't get it. Stay out of my DMS. Um, that's all I have, except I did take a screenshot of Virginia and how super orange she is. It was appalling. Just I hate her orange. Hair. Just orange. Like, it's not bronze. It's orange. It's Oompa Loompa. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. But you can still book her. If you looked on her link tree, you can still book her for events and stuff. And I'm like, who? Who's doing that? She's not that likable. You lose money on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently she went on a date, too, yesterday. Was it a, a double date with what's-her-face? I don't believe so. She posted her text mm-hmm. messages, like, thirsty as she is and was telling her friend that like she had fun but it wasn't her future husband or whatever and then the friend joke like so it wasn't marriage at first sight and she's like you hang out with I guess another friend too much so I guess this is like a running joke in her friend group like 
Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> well, here's some advice. Don't, if you are going to pursue somebody, maybe don't put your text messages about them on social media. Probably just, a good idea. Just thought. <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> it's amazing why she's single. <laughs> but that's all I got. Um, again, if you have any cheese go ahead and send it to us on Instagram. We are the Cheese McQueens podcast, and on Twitter, we are Cheese McQueens. And Igby hosts a live tweet every Wednesday uh, during the episode, and it's fun. It's a good time. Enjoy those free typos. <laughs> it, the timeline moves so fast. I'm just like, Ugh, I don't have time to be thinking about putting in the correct words. If you are enjoying this podcast, also, if you could rate, review, subscribe, and share it, it really helps us out. Um, the more y'all rate the podcast, the more um, other chismosis can find us. So, And give us a follow. A girl, yeah, do a girl a favor. But, do all right. two girls a favor. That's true. One, two. Um, all right. So let's dig into the episode. Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 6. Igby, hit me with the title. Saved by the mariachis. Sure did. <laughs> oh, man. That was really good. Ooh, Station was about to get in that ass. <laughs> you got oh, lucky. He really did. They didn't seem unbothered by it, though. Um, we'll get into it. Yes. All right. First, let's hit this girls' brunch. First of all, why do the guys get to do tequila tasting? And these girls just get brunch. Because brunch is the ladylike thing to do. Whatever. You're in Mexico. They should just both do tequila tasting at different times. Different places. So dumb. No. You go to brunch and you like it. <laughs> I do like a Bloody Mary. And that's exactly what they had. <laughs> you know I'd be looking on the table. <laughs> <laughs> the girls are kind of jealous of the guy's outing. And Kristen is so ready to spill this tea. But she also is a, a good person. I, I really like Kristen. She's like, before I take over this whole brunch, I want to hear it from all of y'all. How's it going? Which is really a good thing to do. And right off the bat, Alexis is like, I'm having a hard time with the fact that Justin is so sensitive. And Morgan pipes up too, like been sensitive too. Apparently they're cut of the same cloth and that's why their romance is so strong. Um, she does tell him, oh, she thinks that he's, just too sensitive. It's it's not how she usually is. She is he's pushing her to be more open and more vulnerable, which is a good thing. And Morgan says he, that Ben is just on top of her all the time, and that she's told him to slow his roll. And this fool is like, "Hey, we have ten minutes. Let's get it in." And she's like, "Yeah, our first time. I don't want it to be ten minutes." <laughs> what is he thinking? Any means necessary. <laughs> But she doesn't know how long she can stay away because she loves his body. Apparently, like, like really, really loves his body. I know. She was so thirsty this episode. I was like, girl, <laughs> calm it down. Really <laughs> Who's the LC now? Mm -hmm. And then it's Lindy's turn. And turns out Lindy and McGill smashed. That happened. They were just doing what married people do on their honeymoon. Uh-oh. The high school moves uh -oh. worked. They sure did. <laughs> And Alexis says she wouldn't have guessed that Lindy would be the first one to have sex at all because she was so, you know, opposed to it. She really wanted the connection first and all that stuff. And yeah, everybody's just astonished. Then it's Kristen's turn. 
And we don't, I thought it would be like more of a story. Like she made it sound like this was like a huge, huge deal. But really all that happened is he made a move. You know, she, he pounced on her like a tiger and he was just so attracted with how she handled herself after telling her that she was not attractive, that that turned him on. <laughs> and basically she said, oh, no, sir. And she's making the rules now and she's the captain now and he has to do what she says. Yeah. Also, um, that was it. <laughs> well, Stasha too kind of gave some insight on her and Nate's sex life. I always think it's so interesting when they're trying to talk around the subject. She says, you know, they've up- upgraded from showers together to baths together. Okay. They're continuing to conserve water and are finding other ways to be intimate. What does that mean? <laughs> she giving him head. That's all it is. Uh, a little handy in the shower, which is kind of gross. I mean, in the bath, because you got to sit in it then. Baths are already gross as it is. <laughs> but that's not here nor there. So, yeah, it's like, mm. Mm, okay, wink, wink. I guess I skipped. Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, it was a nothing sandwich. I thought there would be more tea. Absolutely not. The biggest thing was Lindy and Miguel finally had sex. Only took them five days. That's probably a record for Miguel. Child, I don't know. I don't know about that <laughs> man. So then we got the guys tequila tasting. They do a cute toast led by the bartender, which was awesome. And Justin is not partaking in any of this. Maybe he did like one shot, but he's like, he didn't have any breakfast. He's not going to get lit. And you see him throwing shots away of delicious, delicious tequila. Not if it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and you're on an empty stomach. Now that's, you're asking to throw up. That's his fault though. That is his fault. He knew very well what they were doing for the day. Eat some breakfast. Jeez. Don't be a Debbie Downer. So dumb. Well, he didn't stop anybody else. He just knows it's himself. True. I just don't like people throwing away alcohol. It's expensive. You're not paying for it. Still. <laughs> Somebody worked hard to put it in that bottle. Damn it. <laughs> so right off the bat, surprise, surprise. Nate wants to know who's fucking. I thought it was interesting that he said he wants to spill tea. And I'm like, okay, hunty. I didn't know you knew the queen's English like that, but okay. (laughs) Well, we do see he has a diverse friend group. So he might be part of, you know, he might be an ally. Yes. But I just thought it was funny to hear it. (laughs) I didn't even notice. Yes. I'm always so like, let's spill the tea. I'm just so annoyed with him. I just kind of turn off when he speaks. I'm just like, ugh. Justin says that... Him and Alexis are kissing, they're touching, and they're cuddling. They're walking around naked. So the intimacy is building, but they have not had sex. Alexis is waiting for him to be ready. And when he's ready, she's ready, apparently. Um, Everybody wants to know is like, why y'all are doing all these things? You said you loved her. Why are you not having sex? And then he gives some kind of BS answer about connecting and da-da-da. Well, y'all said you're connecting, so... Yeah, everybody just kind of looks, like, really confused about it, the whole situation. And in ITM, Nate's like, yeah, Justin probably gets pussy whipped a lot, so he's just trying to take his time before it actually goes down, which I can see. That's on brand. Yep. But Justin says he, he really likes that Alexis is aware of his sensitive nature and kind of embraces that and um, just likes him for who he is. Ben says that they're very affectionate, that him and Morgan... Haven't really done anything, but her friends say she's a certified freak. Certified. (laughs) Told you that was going to backfire. 
was uh-huh. like, why would you say that? Why would you why say would that? you say about that your about your friend? Yes, <laughs> to a total stranger. Then it's Miguel's turn, and he tells everybody they made love. It was more passionate than he thought it would be. It was perfect. He felt one with the universe, empowered by a divine being, which is probably, you know, not anything Lindy would want him to joke about, but him, but the joke's there, so. I like that when they were talking, when they were talking about this, and he reveals that they made love, in the audio it doesn't say it, or you don't hear it, but in the captions it said, oh, you broke her back? And I'm like, who said that? <laughs> They are doing them dirty with these closed captions. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. And then it's Nate's turn. He laid it out there. He sure did. Then it's Nate's turn and he just says they're vibing. No love making. No sex. But he'll he'll get it in sooner than later. So and Miguel's not buying it. He he thinks that they've had sex. He's just not saying it. And then Nate goes on this long spiel that I did not take notes on because it was rather long and confusing. And uh, basically he wants to be connected and sex makes things complicated and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but you're doing all the other things. So why not just put it in? That's just my take. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Again, Miguel's like, yeah, I'm not buying it. And that's where that scene ends. All right, next couple, let's just dig into Mitch and Kristen. Really short, short um, scenes with them. Yeah, I think since they were the focus last week. Like, right. Yeah, maybe so. Or maybe like they've been getting along, so there's really nothing to talk about since then. Yeah, they you know they only show the drama. So uh, first scene, Mitch is surfing, Kristen is watching. That's all I put down. <laughs> And the next time I, we see them is literally like the last night before they, they go uh, go home. They're laid up in the bed. And Kristen's like, well, who says how their, our honeymoon should go? Nobody but us. She says there was a bunch of ups and downs. She had fun, but she'd rather, at the end of the day, she'd rather be married than back at the streets. So she's glad with where they're at right now. And he agrees. And he acknowledges that he's a lot because he is a lot. And he knows that he's been throwing some really intense signals at her. And she just he just needs her to help him be clear, intentional, and hold him accountable. And she's she's all for that. But she wants at the end of the day, she wants a husband that wants her. It's fine that they've had a rocky start so far, but as long as they continue to progress and go forward, then she's all about it. She's in if he's in, basically. Next we see them um, the ne- well. We then we see them the next morning. Also, can I just point out that mm-hmm. Mitch has those lady sandals in multiple colors <laughs> because when they're getting ready to go to bed, he takes the pair he has on are blue, and he takes them off and then proceeds to put his dirty ass feet in the bed again. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about that. He was not the only one with the dirty feet this episode. Oh, I didn't catch anybody else's dirty feet. Mm, I did. <laughs> you nasties. <laughs> so then it's the morning of their departure. And Kristen's like, she really enjoyed their alone time together. Apparently, in, in the night moments they had together, they cuddled all night and all morning. There was like a little moment where it could have gone further. But they both showed restraint. Um, she does acknowledge that. 
it would have been very natural to continue. But she wants to make sure that she's sure and he's sure and and see how that goes. In an ITM, Mitch says, like, he's in a totally different place. He's really looking forward to getting back into the everyday rhythm with her. And he's just really, really taken with her uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> so that happened. Kristen says that it's been a really wild ride. It keeps getting better and better. And she has a lot of hope for them. And yeah, he's like, there's never going to be a dull moment because of her. So he's really taken with her at the end of the day. So that's nice. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, a lot's <laughs> happened in six days. <laughs> this seemed, yeah, this seemed like um, a really long honeymoon few episodes. I feel like it's always, I don't know. Has it only been two episodes of honeymoon or three? Th- three. Three, right? I just feel like that's a lot of honeymoon. Well, like two and a half since Ben and Morgan had to get married late. They had like half their wedding, half honeymoon. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Nonetheless, both these shits could have been one episode. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is true. I know. I thought we were going to get a, there's that scene where Kristen is around a fire and she throws, she's like yelling something. I don't, I can't, I still can't figure out what what marriage is supposed to be like. Is that what she, she, something like that. I can never tell what she's saying. I'm like, it's so marbles in her mouth. But I thought it was going to be at the honeymoon, but I guess I'm wrong. We'll have to stay tuned. That's probably a couple's retreat. Yep. But yeah, that's all for them. They was a really sh- they had really short scenes. So, but let's go to Morgan and Ben next. They took a lot of the episode, considering they only had a honeymoon weekend. <laughs> right. They're really trying to cram it in there. Uh, so it starts off with them finally getting their first real uh, alone time on the honeymoon. They're having dinner and the conversation starts off about how all the other couples are very touchy-feely in their relationship. And Ben, she asked Ben if he has any kind of relationship with the other guys. And Ben says that him and Tree are pretty close. And I hate that they actually call him that. That is the worst nickname ever. So they get into the whole conversation about how Justin and Alexis are already saying, I love you. And Ben asks if that's something that could happen for them. Um, Ultimately, she kind of rushes it off and says that it just depends on the situation and the people involved and, you know, kind of gives like a generic answer to not give an answer. (laughs) Like, it's just different for everyone. Uh, She says that she does like Alexis and Justin as a couple and hopes to hang out with them in the future, if not during the honeymoon when they get back to San Diego. So then that pivots the conversation into what life's going to be like when they get back home after the honeymoon phase. He asked her about what she likes to do in her free times on the weekend. And she says that she gives so much at work. On the weekends, it's her time to relax and decompress. Uh, you know, He says he gets it, whether it's a week from today or a month from today, it's always going to be hectic because that's just the nature of the job. Then Ben asks her uh, how she thinks she's doing or how she thinks they're doing as a couple. And she says that they have a good understanding of each other and a good foundation. Then he starts asking her about a five-week plan. And again, she flips it onto him and says, well, that's not really how I think about things. That's your thing. So what do you think is going to happen in five weeks? (laughs) And he says that he wants to um, have a lot of deep conversations so that they can really get to know each other and so they can move forward and figure out what works for one another. She says that she appreciates that he's 
thoughtful um, because she's been in situations in the past where she's taken someone, taken something that someone has said to her or about her personally, and that can end up being a deal breaker for her. It becomes something basically she gets fixated on. And then once she can't get over it, that's it. So she takes things to heart, even if it's not malicious. So be warned (laughs) by this giant red flag. That's waving in front of your face. Um, did you watch After Party? Was she on? Has she been on any of the After Parties? She was on this week. Oh, okay. They did she... not talk about this. Oh, okay. Just, just checking. The only thing I have to say about this scene is I think it's really funny that they want a double date with Justin and Alexis, and later on we see all the shit that Justin and Alexis are saying about them. It's just really right. funny. <laughs> uh, so next we see them out on the beach with paddle boards. And in ITM, Morgan says that she feels like there's some sexual tension between wait, the two of them. Wait, wait, those are not paddle boards. Those are boogie boards. You paddle, you stand on um, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kick boards, maybe that's what I was thinking. Because I was thinking paddling your feet. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Okay. But, but no, that's not what they're called. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> In an ITM, Morgan is saying that she feels that there's some sexual tension between the two of them, and she's down to be physical with Ben because he's hot, basically. Then it cuts back to them sitting on the beach, and it's time for a serious conversation, and you can tell that because the music changes, and you know we're putting on our stoic soundtrack for this next <laughs> conversation. So they start talking about how they had a conversation the day before, Um, about wanting to, well, Ben specifically wanting to, again, have those in-depth, beyond-the-surface-level kinds of conversations. For him, he's really focused on family and finances. She says that she wants to have those conversations when they're in a good place and not under duress or stressed out or anything like that, because that could totally derail the whole situation. Uh, She tells him that her relationship with her family is probably less than the average person. Um, Again, Like we know, she hasn't had a relationship with her dad for years. And Ben finds this unrelatable because he says he's never had or been involved in a toxic relationship, period. So it cuts back to them at the beach now. And he's asking her for more clarity about her whole family situation. Because for him to bring her into his family, he wants her to be able to have a good relationship with them because he has... A really close um, relationship with his family. Uh, he says for him, it's a yellow flag if someone isn't good with their family. How many different color flags have we had? We had magenta, now we have yellow, and somebody else said another flag. I just think it's funny. Nobody wants to call yeah. a red flag when they see it. <laughs> Although to be devil's advocate on this, I do know some people who have really terrible family lives and when they get married, they just want to absorb all the family they can. Like they legit want their spouse's mother to be their mother. And they want that relationship or with the father, they want that relationship and they really try and make those, those connections. So for him to write that off, it's not fair in this, in this circumstances. Cause at, at this point they don't know each other at all. So he, he doesn't really know what her intentions are with that yet, you know? Right. And just because she doesn't have a relationship with her father doesn't mean she's not family oriented. She's yeah. Already seen that she's close with her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, did she? Ha- I don't know if she had siblings or anything. I want to say sisters. I want to say some of the sisters were maybe a bride's bridesmaids. 
I'm not but, sure. Don't. I'm not sure either. But but again, we don't know. And like yeah. you said, they don't know each other either. So we're all yeah. in the same place. Um, then he brings up that she's got student loan debt and is still wanting to continue her education. So that means amounting uh, more potentially because she wants to go to nurse practitioner school. Mm-hmm. But, and that's juxtaposed him who is trying to retire at 40 and be chilling. Like he's (laughs) steady trying to build his way towards financial freedom and he's got his investments and Bitcoin and all this shit. And that's not where she's at right now. But also is not fair. You know, she's going to be a nurse practitioner. They make good money. Like she could easily with a good plan pay it off in a few years. Right. And how, how many years apart are there? He's a couple years older than her, I think. Yeah, I want to say that, yeah. So, I mean, give the woman some grace. And that's basically what she says. Uh, He needs to trust in her that she's going to get all of that taken care of and get it paid off. And it shouldn't hinder their entire situation as a couple. She makes it clear she's not after his money. She doesn't care about his investments. She's not going to tell him what to do with his money. She doesn't want to dime for him. She's totally taking responsibility of her own debt. And whatever he has going on with his stuff is what he has going on with his stuff period. Mm-hmm. Then she straight up asks him if he feels like they weren't matched well by the experts. Um, and then, I don't know, she just gets down on herself so quickly. Then she starts mm-hmm. talking about how she doesn't think he sees the good side in her and like that she just wishes that he could look beyond these couple of things. Um, ben says that it, they're cool on the surface level. They have things in common like the gym, intermittent <laughs> fasting, good vibes, you know, all these things that we know are true hallmark, hallmarks of a successful marriage. <laughs> but the thing that really stresses him, or the things that he really stressed to the experts that were important to him were, again, finances, family, and honesty, transparency. And this is when we get into Ligate, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> So apparently the night before, Morgan told Ben that she is one credit away from earning her BSN or her Bachelor's of Nursing. So to him, he says that she lied about being a nurse. We see him say that specifically Mm -hmm. in an ITM, but that's not true. And I think this is production trying to troll us by making this a whole thing because it's really not. If you don't know how all the licensing and things work in the nursing industry, then it's easy for you to be confused and think the same thing Ben is thinking, but that's not how it works. You don't need a bachelor's degree to be a registered nurse. You need an associate's degree. And then if you want to further your education, um, especially if you want to, you know, up your pay grade, or if you want to go into like a more administrative role, then Mm -hmm. that's when you can pursue your BSN and then level up that way which is what Morgan is trying to do. And it's but, one and, class, one credit. Like, yeah, come on. But, and on top of that, it sounds like she explained it in detail the night before, and it just did not register with him. Like, I was like, is he just a dum-dum? Has he never met a nurse in his life? She obviously has been nursing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. experts know she's a nurse. So how could he think she's not a nurse just because of this one detail? I don't know. He's one of those people that I like is smart, but has no common sense. Like you're an engineer, yeah. but you're dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so like she said, 
or like you said too, uh, she thought that it came to a resolution about this whole thing the night before. But Ben, being that she's most all he is, went and ran his loose lips to Justin, who then telephoned it on back to Alexis, who mm-hmm. probably told Stasha, who told Nate, and then <laughs> <laughs> then they told the front receptionist at the resort, and then they had told the valet guy, and now everybody <laughs> knows that Morgan doesn't have a degree. So she explains this to him like, okay, I told you something in confidence and now you see how it's already getting around and out to Mm -hmm. everybody. Something that I wanted to keep private and told you in confidence, you went out and immediately reported it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Marriage 101, don't run your mouth. You got problems, solve it in house. And don't come at me. I don't mean domestic violence and stuff like that. Somebody already told me that. I'm like, come on. No, I'm just talking about these little things. Jesus. Rule for life. If you have a secret, don't tell anybody that shit. If you don't tell anybody, no one will know and this won't happen. Write it down somewhere and then throw the piece of paper away. That's how I do Instagram likes. I don't press the like button so people can be all in my shit. I just say to myself, I like this and then go on. But yeah, so now at this point, Morgan's flipped the script on Ben and it's like, I don't know you at all. You're not the man I thought you were. The guard is back up 100% because she has lost total confidence and trust in him. Like, Done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a piece of cheese made we didn't talk about. Huh. There's speculation that Morgan and Ben are the couple that don't make it to decision day because people have noticed in the edits and the previews for that have come out about future episodes Mm -hmm. we don't see any more footage of ben and morgan beyond that beyond next week's episode until we see her getting out of the car at decision day oh so there's no other clips in between those two times of them in any of the promos so people are thinking they meet with pastor calvin next week and then they it's over let it loose yeah because she can't come back from this wow i can see that we'll see i can see that that's true next week damn grand grandparents are not going to become grandparents basically no they're just gonna have their the cat grandbaby (laughs) who is coming along then she's not abandoning her cat right (laughs) uh uh let's see so i'll be damned if ben didn't learn his lesson already the next scene we see is him and justin playing basketball and what is he doing running his mouth some more Mm-hmm. But this time, I guess he's more on an apology tour. Uh, they sit down after the game and Ben explains what's been going on with him and Morgan and basically how she no longer has trust in him because he stabbed her in the back, essentially. Uh, Justin asks if Ben has trust in Morgan and he says, well, she hasn't done anything for me not to, except for this whole misunderstanding Um because it actually wasn't a lie. He just overreacted. Yeah. Uh, He again expressed to Justin that he wants to have these in-depth conversations to get to know her more. And then Justin goes on this whole spiel about how he thinks that Ben deserves a perfect wife because Ben's going to be a perfect husband in all these different aspects and that he's a needle in a haystack and any woman would be lucky to have him and da 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 da. Like, it sounds like you want to be married to Ben. Like, I'm confused. Because he's like really gassing him. Yeah. 
I don't like Justin at all. I think he's too much. I think he's, he's forcing, forcing and projecting his own stuff on other people. I can see it. Um, but in the end, Ben basically says that if he didn't care, he wouldn't have brought it up to try to resolve the whole situation. Uh, he just wants to talk through this, work it out with Morgan, and he's more than willing to take ownership of the situation and do what he needs to do to navigate through fixing it. At this same time, Morgan is meeting with Stasha and Lindy, and she tells the girls that her and Ben had a really emotional conversation and things are just a lot right now. So Stasha asks if everything is it if it's everything that's been going on as far as them being newly married and on this honeymoon or everything, or if it's one specific thing right now. And Morgan says that Ben came into this wanting someone who's family ori oriented and good with finances and they don't necessarily align on those. She says that they agreed that they were going to tackle those subjects when they got back to San Diego, but he's like blindsiding, blindsiding her with it now. Morgan says that she wants a partner who's proud of her, but he's coming in and pointing out all the negatives first. And she says that sucks. She wishes he would have came in with a more open mind instead of just, you know, the proverbial checklist we talk about every season that mm -hmm. everybody has. Then they start to talk about rebuilding trust and... All three of the ladies agree that it's going to be hard to do once it's gone. Morgan says that she's never navigated that before because usually once it gets to that point, that's it. She's walking away. Uh, but that's something you can't necessarily do in this case. But we're yeah. going to see. Uh, the next scene we see of them alone together is the morning after, well, the morning of their departure, basically, from the honeymoon. Uh, ben knows Morgan's coffee order, so that's a plus. <laughs> They talk about the group dinner and Morgan says that she's kind of glad that everything came out the way it did. She's happy that it happened so they can leave it in Mexico and move past it. Ben says that Morgan has taught him that he can be judgmental and he needs to be more open in this process and in life in general. Um, so we're going to see how that all plays out in the real world once the honeymoon is over. Morgan says that they're both very strong people and part of the reason why she's trying to work it out and stick through it is because she thinks they can both work out their differences um you know they just need time to do that this is when ben says he doesn't know how many times he needs to reiterate that he's sorry for his actions and that's all fine and good that they just need to move on from it and he's going to try to do whatever he can do to earn her trust back and that's where we leave it for this show and for the honeymoon weekend mm -hmm. edition <laughs> They're real messy for two days. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's a dum-dum. Pretty much. He's so goofy. He's immature. To be 30, like, grow up already. Mm -hmm. All right, next, Stasha and Nate. Stasha has set up this cute little picnic and a little teepee. But right off the bat, there's bugs. And Nate doesn't like bugs. Stasha doesn't like bugs. Nate leaps at the sight of the spider and Stasha kills it. So there you go. Not <laughs> that extremes. Sure did leap up. Whoop. Um, but yeah. Uh, and he says, this is really cute. I, he knows that she put a lot of effort into setting up this picnic, which did she? No. I mean, yeah, is this not, you called to, to the concierge and say, you want to set this up and then they set it up for you. <laughs> no, she didn't even do that. Someone came up to them and said, Hey, Production has set up for you guys to have a picnic tomorrow at one o'clock. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> that being said, he says he's a simple guy and they don't need to be doing extra stuff like this every day. And she, you know, really likes that about him and, and how, how much he's kind of grounded and he's not intimidated by her. Her last relationship was long distance and she basically they broke up because it wasn't going anywhere but also she felt like the guy was intimidated by her and she always wants to move with purpose and intention so anytime she gets into a relationship it's because the goal is marriage she went to therapy to understand that she wants to be in a relationship more she wants to be she went to therapy to understand herself more and yeah, it's just been doing wonders for her. So she wants to know if Nate is open to going to therapy. And she reiterates that you don't need therapy for just problems. You could also use it for everyday tools to navigate your life and navigate your marriage. And she just doesn't like fake people. She wants everything to be transparent and authentic. And Nate says he's in. He says he's in and he hopes that what they're doing right now translates to the real world like when their honeymoon is over that he'll continue to like her and continue they can continue to do what they're doing they have been doing here at the honeymoon just building so they had a cute little moment there do you think he's really in i i think and this is just me i think he's in because then he's made it he will do whatever she says because she probably will well not probably you know, she's she already invited him to the like, we'll go into it, but she invited him to live at this house. So he's like, I'm going to live in this house. It's probably paid for already. He can save all his money and then figure out what she's doing with her money and either copy it or find one way to weasel himself in it to be in her business so that he can get part of that pay cut. He just seems like a weasel to me. Like he's a gold digger. I'm sorry. Yeah. People are always throwing that term at women, but no. I think he's the gold digger. And baby, the hills are alive. (laughs) Damn, girl. Mm -hmm. So the next time we see them is actually their last night of the honeymoon. And they just had a dramatic dinner that we'll go into later. But they're just kind of feeling themselves out. How do you feel about the other couples? Stasha, of course, does not like Miguel. She says she was about to come for Miguel. And... (laughs) Luckily, the mariachi saved the day. But uh, she does say that, Nate says, you know, that doesn't really matter, that him and Stasha are good. And that's what this should be all about. And Stasha just flat out tells him that she's just really unsure about him and, and she wants to figure out his intentions. And again, he seems really offended. Like he hasn't been putting in the work or hasn't... I don't know. I'm just reading that off his face. Like he, he looks offended that she would even question his intentions, but she wants to know. She wants to know if he really likes her for her or just the idea of being married or having a wife. She wants to him to go deeper on conversations and just really wants to know who he is inside and out. And he asked her, Nate asked her, well, are you waiting for something bad to happen? He says it really sucks uh, because He has never shown her a red flag. So to me, that tells me that he's very intentional about watching his behavior in front of her. But maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe not. I just don't trust him for nothing. 
Because like even him saying like, even him saying that, you know, me moving into the house isn't showing you my commitment. No, it's showing that you don't want to be fucking homeless. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to move into a brand new custom home too for free. <laughs> it's so gross how he, we'll go into it, but it's so gross how he introduced the idea at the table like, oh, Astasha has invited me to live in her brand new custom house. Like, not Sasha invited me to move in with her. Like, that's the plan. We're going to go live together in her house. Like, no, no, he has to throw in that it's new and custom built and ready for him. So gross. It's serving sugar mama. Mm-hmm. Exactly what she did not want. But she's eating it up. Don't know why. I, I have no idea because he ain't cute either. So she continues. She says her fear is that he gets scared and runs off. She is insecure that she is not enough for him, which is so devastating because she's such a badass. I'm like, really? Oh, who hurt you, girl? Who hurt you? Too many people because this is this is the problem. Mm-hmm. This is why we are here today. Yes. She's worried about satisfying him. She's worried about all kinds of stuff. And he says, that, you know, these conversations are great. That he's falling in love with her, which is exactly what she wants to hear. And he did marry at first sight with the purpose of getting married, staying married. He's in this. So that's And that. on After Party, too, she kind of speaks to this. She's saying that she's trying to, you know, be a thug on the outside. But really on the inside, she's just like melting. Oh. And it's just like fronting, basically. <laughs> Like, oh god, no. She has fallen apart in that last ITM where everybody, of course, on the preview, it made it sound like she was hitting, you know, she was running away, right? But in reality, um, she's just melting. Yeah. She wants to know what he wants. She wants to see if he eventually is intimidated by her or isn't intimidating her. She deserves love and so does he. And she's just crying her eyes out I'm like oh no, my her gosh. eyes are just watering it's her allergies Did sure say that sure not crying i feel like she's been seeing a therapist she should she should go back because <laughs> this is a lot this is a lot yeah don't rely on the experts during Mm-mm. this eight week period continue Hell seeing no. your real doctor yes <laughs> absolutely but that's all i have for them not the autocorrect correcting to Mick Gills. <laughs> I love when you say Mijels. It cracks me up. The count is two. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up. The, well, the first time we see Lindy really is when she is talking to Stasha and Morgan. She says that her and Miguel have been talking a lot about managing their expectations because all of this is going on all at once and, you know, They're trying to take their time. This is when Stasha brings up the fact that there have been some inconsistencies in Lindy and Miguel's relationship. She says that, you know, Miguel was trying to have sex with Lindy, but she wanted to build a connection first. So what happened in like one night? 24 hours. That made Lindy switch it up and become comfortable. She says that they've had more conversations that have made her feel more comfortable and connected to him. If she wasn't feeling, you know, certain feelings, they would not have consummated the marriage. Stasha says that she just wants to make sure that Miguel wasn't pressuring Lindy because 
that whole situation is triggering for her. I guess this is something that she's experienced in the past and she didn't want Lindy to have to go through the same things that she's gone through. At this point, Stasha starts to cry, just recounting uh, her previous situation. She says that all of this is going by really fast. And even though they're technically married, you know, they've signed the papers, they've got the rings and all that, giving yourself to someone is something that you should not do unless you are 100% ready because that's something precious. Lindy says that she understands where Stasha's coming from and that her upbringing, um, her religious upbringing, put so much shame on sex. That's also factoring into her whole thought process and that more than anything, she just wants support from everybody. And she says that she does not regret going all the way with Miguel, but I don't know how convinced I am. Yeah, it, I, I agree with Stasha in that it's a totally different story. But I also know, I don't know who else has been there. Like, I say I'm not going to do something. And then you're just caught up in the moment and it's done, you know. So it could have been just that kind of situation where they're really enjoying their honeymoon. And it's probably been a while. So why not? You know, if they're feeling it, they're feeling it. And because she enjoyed it, she wants to... I guess, reframe the conversation. Like, yeah, I did say that, but we're having a good time. So I just want your support. So I can see that aspect, but later on, maybe not so much. (laughs) So the next time we see Miguel and Lindy together, they're uh, at the beach, they're kayaking. Once they get back to the beach, Miguel says he's happy that the kayaking went well and didn't end in a major relationship ending fight. (laughs) Lindy says that if they were going to have a major disagreement about that, then that would be a red flag because they're supposed to be having fun. This is supposed to be a relaxed situation. Um, It's not something to argue about. She says that he's really easy to talk to and she likes that they just get along so well and she likes being around him. Uh, She says that they're both so different that she wants to put all of her stuff out there and be totally upfront. But she feels like Miguel is so analytical that she questions in her mind if she's, again, checking off the boxes. Of course, she's hyper thinking about whether or not she's meeting his expectations. He tells her, don't do that. He wants her (laughs) to be herself and not try to be what she thinks he wants her to be. Mm -hmm. She says that she agrees and she wants him to be himself too and... They, she wants them to fall in love with each other's quirks and, you know, ex, uh, eccentricities, I guess. She says <laughs> that she wants to be like, oh, that's Miguel. He's being a perv and I love it. <laughs> and not like, OMG, what you just said is offending me. Don't do that. Da, 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 da. Okay, that's a weird example, but sure. It is, it is very strange. But this is what Miguel says. He doesn't know where he's at. He says that he's coming from the mind that... They'll live out these eight weeks, and then at the end, he'll decide if yay or nay, I guess. Uh Which is interesting because he said, love isn't a choice. It's a feeling. She was the one that said it was a choice. There you go. I forgot that. That's a great point. So at this point, she asked him to keep her in mind during this process because she's not willing to let her guard down if he's working with the mindset that it's going to be these two months and then whatever. For her, well... First, she asked him if this is just a two-month experiment for him or if this is like legit marriage that he wants to last forever. And 
he says that he does want this to last, but he doesn't know the person that he just married. So he has to feel it out and he has eight weeks to do so. Lindy says that she came into this looking for a lifetime partner and that's why she got married. So they're kind of at stalemate here. See, but I, and I, uh, I feel like they're saying the same thing, but in completely different ways. I feel like he's saying that he's going to give it his all and on decision day, which is where you make a decision <laughs> where you want to spend the rest of your life with this person or not, he's going to do so. Because that's decision day. He got married to find a wife. This is all true. Like, these are all true statements. And she's saying she got married at first sight to be married for the rest of her life. This is also true. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they're they're just missing each other. I feel like they want the same thing. They want to be married. But he's saying, I will make a decision on decision day. Right. Where I feel like at this point, she's coming from the standpoint of I'm willing to work on it no matter what to stay married. Mm, Okay. Like it's not an option for divorce. Got you. Okay. But this starts to tweak a little bit as we go further and further in the episode. Yeah, it does. Uh, Of course, there's also we have to consider there's things that we're not seeing. They might have had more conversations after this. Exactly. Who knows when this was filmed? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we know they like to get real creative with the editing on this show. That's a lot. Another criticism I've been seeing a lot on uh, Reddit that like the editing is just sloppy with the audio splicing and jumps and <laughs> things like that. That's like, come on, this obviously was not in the same conversation. And y'all are just Frankensteining these scenes mm-hmm. together. Up. They've been doing that. But I, apparently funny. it seems worse to some people this season, but uh. I haven't noticed it. Um, so the next scene we see to the of them is they're getting ready for bed on the last night of the honeymoon. This is, I wrote in my notes, this is the first time I recall seeing somebody brush their teeth. You know, they love to show them brushing their teeth on this show. Uh, so Lindy is brush, brushing her teeth and Miguel is talking to her about what went on at the group dinner. She says everyone's ridiculous and that her and Miguel just need to focus on them. Miguel agrees and says that he knows that there's other couples involved in the process as a whole, but ultimately it's their marriage that they need to focus on. Uh, Lindy says that she's eager to see how everything is going to play out in real life. And this is when we see her getting into bed. She's the one with the dirty feet. (laughs) But I guess it doesn't matter anyway, because their bed is dirty anyway. There's a mystery purple stain (laughs) on the comforter that magically nobody knows what it came from any guesses wrong answers only Ooh, candy body paint from sexcapades <laughs> yours uh wet comic book pager <laughs> that's good <laughs> um let's see so again they're talking about getting back to normal life and seeing how they fit in each other's worlds but Lindsay lindy says that this is terrifying because this is kind of the test that they've been waiting for. Then Miguel goes off on this thing about how he's thinking about the first time he saw her and that he wishes that the version of himself he is now is what he would have been five days ago (laughs) when they got married, because apparently he's just a whole new person after this week in Mexico. (laughs) And- He's just just trying to smash. Well, 
I guess. Lindy says that she thinks that he has grown in their time on the honeymoon. And if they've grown so much in just that short period of time, imagine in five months or five years, it has the potential to be incredible. And she tells him, you know, buckle up, strap in, because the train's moving. It's coming along. Which I was like, okay, y'all could have just let them go to sleep. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Nah. That's what I don't... Yeah, you're probably going to say the same thing I'm about to say. Why did we need to see him the night before and the morning after? (laughs) Take one. how manic Lindy's brain is. (laughs) So, like you said, we see them the next morning and they're having breakfast and talking about moving in together. Lindy says that she's afraid that Miguel will resent her because she has flexibility to not work if she doesn't want to. She says that it's important for her to be able to do whatever she wants to do with her time off and not feel judged or pressured. So if she wants to, you know, go on a shopping spree or lay in bed all day or go to the beach, is that something that's going to bother him? At this point, Miguel pretty much has to cut her off and says, you worry too much. (laughs) There's no reason to bring up all these hypotheticals that probably aren't going to happen. You're setting up a narrative that doesn't exist. You're creating a problem from nothing. At no point in time have I ever said that any of this bothers me. I (laughs) care about any of this. Nothing. You just have this going on in your mind. Stop. Chill out. (laughs) Drink some coffee. Eat a piece of fruit. Get your blood sugar levels together. (laughs) And then let's be out and go back home. (laughs) But that was them as far as solo scenes this episode i just don't know about that man i think it'll definitely be interesting to see them once they get back yeah i'm curious to see what actual problems they'll encounter i think this manic stuff might get old yep because you can already see he's like stop 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 doing what you're doing (laughs) all right last couple alexis and justin their outing is sailing and homegirl has her cookie blurred right off the bat I didn't even notice that. Really? She's just sitting on uh, whatever the boat thing. And right. It's just, and she's not even sitting in a, a like, look at me situation. Yeah. Right. Spread Eagle. No, it's just a normal kind of sit on the boat. And uh, yeah, it's all blurred out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> a lot of things happening. Wrong, wrong cut bathing suit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as per usual with these two, lots of PDA, audibly gagged. Um, yeah. And then they just start off with the regular, regular questions. Do you think things are going to change when they go home? And she's like, no, nah, they balance each other out. It's a great love. It fits. And, uh, she wants to know, I think this is like, she wanted to put that out there that she makes lots of money apparently, or want more than him. Cause she asks him if his ego will be affected with him being a stay-at-home puppy dad and her making more money than him. And he says, nope, because it'll go into the same bank account. And he stops himself because she probably gave him a look. And he's like, well, one account and then our own separate accounts. But apparently they're going to have a budget talk when they get home. So, And then there's like, you know, a montage of them having fun, having a good time. Um, when they are having this conversation, it's like on the boat, but then the boat flips over and... Justin is tall enough where he can just put his arms up and the sail won't fall on her. And so she's smitten kitten because he saved her. And he's like, yeah, I'm Superman. <laughs> I too was like, how did this happen? Was there just like a giant gust of wind that caught in the sail and propelled them off the 
side. Like they should have been able to weigh that boat down. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I thought maybe, well, maybe they're sitting on the edge of the boat and just caught, caught the wind in the right area. I don't know, but it it gave Justin his moment to shine. So he was really proud of that. (laughs) And then we get, so after the group scene, Alexis and Justin are back at their hotel room, uh, washing their face, getting, you know, the day off of them. And she wants to know why Justin is going for Morgan. Like, he came at her, basically. And Justin, again, says that that Ben reminds him of himself. And from what she said at the table and from what Ben has told him in private, she's fake. She's a fake-ass bitch, apparently, to Justin. And I thought, I was like, where did all this wisdom come from? Because Alexa says a lot of really poignant things here. She says that he does not need to save his friend. It is not his job to be his voice and speak up for him because he's a grown-ass man and he can say something if he wants to. He chose not to say it, right? And then Justin starts crying. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just, I just don't like him, so it makes me not like him more <laughs> like he's putting oh, on okay. a show you know what I mean it just makes me like he's putting on a show I just don't like that anyway so he feels bad because their marriage is so perfect it's so perfect and he just wants that for Ben out of all the husbands Ben wanted to be married the most besides him of course and he just feels he got cheated and it wasn't the experts that cheated him it was her it was Morgan that cheated him because she wasn't honest and she wasn't real. And again, Alexa steps in and she's like, you can't stop hurting people by hurting yourself. You're all in their marriage and you don't even want to talk about what happened at the ta- table about our marriage. And, you know, he teases her until she says it again that she loves him. And she calls him Coco Melon Face. Coco Melon Face ass. <laughs> because... He is a big old baby that cries too much. Is that what that means? I was like, does he look like the Coco Melon kid? I don't know. No. Kind of. I don't know why she said that. <laughs> he has the big cheeks, like the little baby. But she does call him a, she calls him a cry baby. She does tell him that she loves him. She recites his old Christian name and then throws in tree and... Call, uh, calls him a crybaby and says she loves him. And then he dances. Yeah, get the shmoney dance. Yeah, he's celebrating. He is on a high. He is in love, supposedly. And uh, yeah, that's all for them. Did this bother you? Like, the way this scene was filmed bothered me because it's like, like a sitcom set where there's like no wall, but there's a door. Because they have like oh. a hotel room where there's like the bathtub that's between the room and the bathroom but yeah. there's still a door and a wall it was bothering me i didn't notice that but that's true i didn't even think about that um i will say though on after party keisha did ask morgan about this scene and what she Ooh. thought and she's like she said you know it's whatever because what justin is saying isn't based in fact it's based on what ben told him so mm-hmm. Ben gave him misinformation. So now he's misjudging Morgan because of that. Yeah. It's not, he doesn't have the full picture. So she's like, I'm not going to hold that against him. He's only working yeah. with 
he's only trying to be loyal to his friend and going off his friend's word so yeah no that's that on that that's true that's a lot of maturity in that statement because i'd be like fuck you then (laughs) no you gotta direct that anger towards ben no pivot 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 (laughs) all right last scene group outing the dinner of all dinners dum 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 (laughs) I was getting ready to say, don't they normally have dinner a couple of times? But I guess since Ben and Morgan weren't there, they didn't want to have a partial group dinner. Because I feel like normally they have at least two. I have goldfish brain. Once we're done with the season, I just forget everybody. Nice. I'm sure they appreciate that. Well, for some people, it's probably a blessing. That's true. Hi, (laughs) Alyssa. So all the couples are meeting on the beach for drinks before they have their final dinner of the honeymoon. They're all talking about how the honeymoons are going and they're just basically saying, you know, everything's going by so fast, but we had such a great time, blah, blah, blah. Just like general pleasantries. Yeah. Um, Morgan says that they haven't had as much time as the other couple. So for her and Ben, they haven't maybe had as many intimate conversations as everybody else has had. She says that they did have, you know, they're really tough one, uh, but in the end, they're better for it. Then Lindy puts Miguel on the spot and kind of throws him under the bus and tells the group that she doesn't know where his head is at and that to her, it seems like he's taking this as an eight-week experiment experience, not an actual marriage. What did you think of that? What did you think of her throwing him under the bus? I don't know what she thought that was going to come. I guess she wanted a straight and fast answer. But he was just going to weasel out of it like he did when they talked about it privately. Like, I don't know what she thought that was going to pressure him into committing or what. (laughs) Yeah, it was like she wanted everybody to turn on him. But then when people turned on him, she didn't like it. (laughs) Exactly. And backed him up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She. There's too many things going on in there. (laughs) All the marbles are loose and just knocking around. Uh, But we see Lindy in an ITM and she says the most painful thing that could happen for her is to be falling in love and then get rejected in the end. Uh, That's her biggest fear in this whole experience. Then we go back to them at the beach and Lindy tells the group that his way of thinking makes her feel shitty, basically. Like, (laughs) Like he doesn't care. Yeah. And so that makes the whole situation awkward. And they try to break it up and they're like, okay, well, now that things are weird, let's all just (laughs) change the scenery, go sit down, have a little bit of dinner. Alexa says, this sounds like a sit down conversation. (laughs) Yep. But once they do sit down, we see Justin and Alexis being all flirty and licking each other at the table like Mm -mm. weirdos. Mm -hmm. Then Mitch brings the conversation up of uh, getting back to regular life. And what things are going to be like once they get back to San Diego, because that's when all of their lives are going to collide and things could get messy. Stasha says that Nate is worried that she's going to get back and go straight into like work grind mode, which is a valid concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when, you know, his your favorite line of his comes up where she's invited him, that she's building a custom home and has invited him to live with her. Uh My notes say, so this motherfucker really just hit the jackpot for real. (laughs) Well, then somebody says, is it Miguel? You hit the lottery, bro. Lindy. Oh, Lindy. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And we we forgot to say, um, 
that Lindy had brought up that she has reservations about Nate. And so, well, Miguel brought it up and now Lindy's on board with it, basically. But that Nate is seems really superficial, not authentic because of all his posting and wanting to record everything for the gram and just doesn't seem like he's here for the right reasons. And Sasha just said, I'm aware, basically. Right. Which so she her, is because she said it. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's already said that to his face. So mm-hmm. there's that. But for her, for Lindy to say, oh, you hit the lottery, bro. It's kind of intentional dig at him. Uh, uh, I see you, Stasha, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, but Nate says that that gesture to him shows that Stasha is really committed to their relationship and that he's oh so grateful for the opportunity to live rent-free in a beautiful home. <laughs> uh, Kristen says that although the honeymoon wasn't perfect for them, she's looking forward to getting back into her regular routine. She's looking forward to having dinner with Mitch every night and cuddling him in bed. Uh, the group wonders if Mitch is going to be able to keep up with Kristen because apparently she's always busy doing something. And he says he thinks that a woman keeping busy is attractive and he's high energy too. So it could you know, work out. But he also says that his work schedule is kind of all over the place. So for him, it's going to be important to carve out time for just the two of them, no matter when it is, if you know if that means breakfast together or dinner together, or whatever, as long as they're spending time every day, that's what matters. Um, Morgan says that she's worried about how she's going to transition into having someone around all the time now. She said that she's worked the entire pandemic as a nurse, so her time off to her is really super valuable. She's used to being able to go home, be by herself, decompress, relax, you know, let it all go in her own time, in her own space. So it's going to be interesting having someone else there. She says that she even told the experts that she needed to be matched with somebody who could take care of themselves because at the end of the day, after who knows how many hours of taking care of people all day at the hospital, the last thing you want to do when you get home is take care of your husband. Mm-hmm. Like you're it not didn't a child. Like, didn't look like someone sh- shot his puppy. <laughs> Like, I think he expected his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, his his wife was going to do what his mom has been doing for him or had been doing for him when he lived at home. And right. that's n- obviously not going to happen whatsoever. And he's just like, fuck. And that's when we see Alexis and Justin start their um, <laughs> side commentary. Uh, we see Alexis whisper to Justin just what you're saying. They can see on his face that something's not right and that he has, you know, a concern. Uh, I guess in an ITM, she says that Morgan is doing a lot of talking about herself, but where does Ben fit in? Oh, no, they ask her straight up at the table. And of course, being the mature man that he is, Ben kind of motions that he's going to like sex the stress out of her. (laughs) And that gets a laugh from the table. Uh, But then... Morgan starts talking and giving kind of her explanation, but the camp or production decide that's not important for us to hear. We need to hear about what Justin and Alexis are talking about on the side. <laughs> so they're having a whole conversation about whether Morgan is even looking for a husband. Alexis doesn't understand why Ben is even there. If you know Morgan is this strong, independent woman that don't need a man for anything, and which, which is really interesting because I thought 
out of all of them that Morgan and Alexis got along really well because they were so similar. I don't know. I asked too on Twitter, like, is this going to be the first season where all the couples like aren't really kumbaya with each other? Because the vibes aren't all the way there like they have been in previous seasons. I don't see a connection with anybody. Yeah. Um, Oh, so then after that, we see an ITM uh, where Justin says that Morgan has basically made this whole thing about herself and what she wants. But again, what about what Ben wants? So it cuts back to them at the table and Ben says he's trying to figure out, uh, you know, where he fits in in his place because on top of work, she's got Muay Thai, going to the gym, school, all this other stuff too. So what does she need from him? Is it space? Is it time? What? And again, it cuts to Justin and Alexis who (laughs) are saying that it seems like Morgan wants a roommate, not a husband, that she wants companionship, but doesn't want, but on her own terms. Yeah. So again, back at the table, Alexis chimes in the conversation and tells Morgan that she needs to open up because she knows that Ben and Justin are similar and that when she signed up for this process, she signed up to be more vulnerable and be more open. Um, you know, these guys are sensitive and uh, she needs to be aware of that. Justin kind of backs her up and says, right, when she took her vow, she vowed um, to take that step where they could be open and they need to continue on that path. Morgan says that she's going to try really hard to reciprocate and communicate with Ben she says it's going to be a journey, but they're going to figure it out. So that was a doozy. <laughs> Justin straight up called her irritating. He's already like, oh, you didn't mess with my boy Ben. Like, I don't fuck with you at all. The long way. <laughs> but they carry on. They carry on with the conversation. And Alexis is wondering how Justin is going to be when it comes to her being stressed from work. Uh, Miguel asks her what she does for work again, and she says she's a logistician, which I don't think she pronounced correctly, or she had trouble saying it. <laughs> Might have had a few shots before that, so I'll give oh. her grease. <laughs> we do know she does have some what was it, celibate, she kept saying. <laughs> like if you're going to expose the man, at least say the word right. But Justin says that for him, he's going to make it a priority to make sure that Alexis doesn't have to worry about anything. He wants to set her up so that she has to worry for nothing. She can just glide easily through her day and just walk right on over her doormat. (laughs) And this is when Miguel says, okay, I have to play devil's advocate. You were getting all on Morgan, but it's the same thing. You're saying you're going to do this and this and this for Alexis, but what is Alexis doing for you? And this is when Alexis says that she's going to be... Wait, wait, wait. Right, right after that, Kristen takes a long sip of her tequila. <laughs> Couldn't be me. I was like, ooh. Gotta make it through these scenes somehow. <laughs> so Alexis says that she wants to be Justin's security and support system. She says behind the scenes, she's building so much into this man. She really tries to cater to him. Um, even further behind those closed doors, she's got her Victoria's Secret on deck. So <laughs> whatever Justin needs, she's got it handled. Then we cut to Manchild Ben and Morgan, <laughs> who have clearly been sipping on that tequila as well. <laughs> because Ben asked if Morgan has a suitcase full of lingerie too. And she's just like, don't worry about it. When it's time for you to know, you'll know. Just chill out. And then they start going into this whole thing about 69ing 
which they said it at the table, but then I guess production asked them about it in this ITM. And Ben is like making seventh grade jokes. Like, oh, it's because he's, he's covering it up because he, his mom is going to watch. He doesn't want to explain it to his mom. You shouldn't have said it in the first place then, stupid. <laughs> so Morgan is going to say what it is. And he like puts his hand over her mouth. So you can't make out what she's saying, but that's fine because she gestures to her face and then to her cry. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, why is this on my TV? Keep away from the tequila kids. If you're going to be on TV, don't take lots and lots of shots because you will embarrass yourself and they will use that footage. 100%. But it goes back to them at the table. And this is when Stasha is really like hyping up Justin and Alexis she's talking about how cute they are and whatever and like she loves to see it that's gold da, 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 da. and this is when Alexis slips up and says that she loves Justin and both Justin and Stasha are quick to jump be like wait what what was that what would you what did you just say <laughs> and she's like oh damn it I've been caught um but Justin's trying to get her to say it again and she's like nope nope I'm not not doing it but eventually she can't walk it back everybody already heard it so yeah. she finally like says it and they all have like this big commotion at the table. And this is when Miguel starts digging that hole a little bit deeper <laughs> and says that to him, it's crazy that they're already exchanging I love you's after five, six days. He says that as much as he enjoys Lindy, he doesn't know if he's getting to that point. He says that he's always given himself out in this experiment process. And this is like, you said before lindy is changing her tune and is like yeah yeah me too i was you know allowing myself to have grace because yes i want to be married but i'm married to a total stranger and so you never know what what kind of mixed bag you're gonna get so i'm i'm on the same page with him it, lindy at this like i i've picked up on a few things with lindy it sounds like she's been in therapy too and maybe for her like religious background and stuff trying to like de i don't know program yeah but she she uses a lot of i validate your feelings and um i'm gonna take that into account you know like very feely kind of stuff so it was interesting that she had said that i'm gonna validate his feelings and at this point this is when alexis jumps back back in and basically calls lindy out as a flip-flopper mm -hmm. they say that lindy is trying to mold herself into what miguel wants instead of staying true to herself and her own beliefs and this is when Stasha's like yeah about that so <laughs> <laughs> you were saying this and this and this but you're doing this so what's up with that and with perfect 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 timing a like full eight-piece mariachi band comes descending down the stairs blaring music so Miguel gets cut off at the pass he doesn't have to answer her question about whether or not he's <laughs> truly in this to be married. And he even himself says, like, thank God they showed up. Uh, but you can hear, I guess, audio was able to pick up on their mics. Uh, Lindy kind of just being like, you know, don't worry about what they're saying. It doesn't matter. It's just what you and I think and whatever. Let them make their own opinions. We're the real ones. Okay. Real what? <laughs> That was the end of that messy dinner. That, and that's the yeah, episode. That's the episode. Yeah. Are you, what do you think? Do you, you understand where, I I think Lindy is a flip-flopper. 
but I, I do understand where M- Miguel is coming from. Saying I love you after five days when is it's ridiculous. Is, is ridiculous. And from what we've seen, again, you know, they're there five whole days. We haven't seen a lot of them. Maybe they are having deep, intimate conversation. But all we've seen is a bunch of PDA and a bunch of surface level stuff, a bunch of talking about other people. Yeah. And so that is an I equates to an I love you. That's I do I agree with him on that. That's crazy. They are strangers. And so I understand why he's not going he's he, again, he says he's vibing with Lindy, but he's not gonna tell her I love you. I completely understand that. But there is something about him that mm, I don't know about him. Yeah. There's, there's... Something- like an everything he says is, element to him. Yeah, everything he's saying, I agree with one hundred percent. But then there's just like a little something that's off, and I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I mean, last week we had the creep vibes, mm-hmm. and now like the this week with them consummating their marriage, and then him being like, "Oh well, actually, I don't know about this." <laughs> yeah, although he said it was good, so he should know about it. He also said that he'd take anything. <laughs> There's so, that. So I don't know how much value I hold. <laughs> and damn you, Lifetime, I told y'all when they got married, don't ruin it for us. And they've already ruined it, bastards. What do you mean? Like, I was rooting for them. I like oh. I liked them. You know, we had all the feels on wedding day. We were like, these two are so cute. And now I'm like, wah, wah, wah. happens every season. I know, but anyway, that's the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with episode seven in San Diego, and it'll be in San Diego. Honeymoon is over. Don't forget to. I said, yep. Yep. There's a dog Uh, fight and everything. (laughs) Damn, that was. was... I don't know why they introduced them like that. Like they should have both been on leash. They should have been exactly. Yes, a la Brett and what's his name? Brett and Ryan. They did it right. And Brett's, Brett's little puppy didn't was not having it that first meeting. Exactly. Because <laughs> this can happen. Oh, man. That's going to be juicy. Someone loses an eye. Shit. That's crazy. Well, doesn't. Doesn't. I don't know if they lost the eye. I don't know. She eye might blood. Been, might have been traumatic. I don't know. I don't know. But I just think it's so funny. They were this whole episode talking like they knew everything about marriage and they have the perfect marriage and then other people were like, oh, I wish our relationship was like y'all. That's so amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And then first, first encounter in their new home and yeah, they're done. <laughs> She's already leaving. <laughs> Never a good sign. Not really. But yes, so don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are the Cheese McQueens podcast. And on Twitter, Cheese McQueens. Igby live tweets the episodes every Wednesday, unless she doesn't want to. <laughs> but she she usually does. Um, again, please rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast so other chismosas can find us. And that's all I got. Igby, anything else? Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. See ya.